I'm Joyce Timmerman with Silverwood Dairy Farms in Waller, Texas. You're listening to the latest news in Texas, agriculture on Texas Ag Today. Welcome to Texas Ag Today, a daily look at the latest news in Texas agriculture. Texas Ag Today is produced by the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network with the largest farm news team in the Lone Star State. Now here's the host of Texas Ag Today, Carrie Martin. Hello, Texas. Great to be back with you for another edition of Texas Ag Today. So jump on in with me. Buckle up. Let's take a ride around the Lone Star State as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state in the nation, Texas agriculture. In the news today, corn stocks are unchanged while wheat stocks rise. That was the news coming out of Friday's World Agricultural Supply and Demand Report from USDA. We'll take a closer look at those numbers coming up to kick off today's show. My name's Kerry Martin. I'm your host along with the largest and most experienced farm news team in the Lone Star State. And we're all standing by to bring you the latest news in Texas agriculture. From the piney woods of East Texas to the rocky ranges of the Trans-Pecos. And from the Panhandle down to the Rio Grande Valley. The drought in the Texas High Plains is forcing area livestock producers to make an unhappy choice. Cow culling is starting to happen in large numbers. I'm James Hunt and I'll have that story on Texas Ag Today. Avoiding floodwaters when driving a vehicle. Some common sense tips from the National Weather Service. I'm Tom Nicoletti and I'll have that advice from Weather Service meteorologist Tom Bradshaw on Texas Ag Today. The lower coastal bend area continues to be very dry. This is Harvey Buring reporting from the Corpus Christi area. We'll have those stories plus Texas wildlife news and a complete look at the markets all coming up. USDA released their April World Agricultural Supply and Demand Report on Friday, showing that the Russian military action in Ukraine has increased the uncertainty of global supply and demand conditions. The corn outlook calls for offsetting changes to feed and residual use and to corn used for ethanol production. Corn ending stocks unchanged at 1.44 billion bushels, and the season average farm price rose 15 cents to 5.80 a bushel. The wheat outlook calls for stable supplies, lower domestic use, reduced exports, and higher ending stocks. Wheat exports were lowered by 15 million bushels to the lowest export number since 2015-16. The season average farm price for wheat rose 10 cents to 7.60 a bushel. Drought is causing a liquidation of the nation's cow herd. At the recent Texas and Southwestern Cattle Raisers Convention in Fort Worth, Randy Block of Cattle Facts told Texas cattle producers that drought is now affecting over 50% of the nation's beef cows, and that's causing the cow herd to shrink. You know, the drought's been going on here for the last several years, and the beef cow numbers peaked at about 31.7 million head. If I were to tell you where we'll be January 1 of 2023, we'll be back at 29.5. So we're already basically 2 million head of cows off of our peak that we had back in 2019. So pretty significant uh, change in a short period of time. 
And that only adds to the troubles cow-calf producers have faced over the past two years. Block says the cow-calf sector is still struggling to stay profitable. USDA is offering additional relief to drought-stressed livestock producers through the Emergency Assistance for Livestock Program. It will help ranchers cover the above-normal costs of hauling livestock to forage or other grazing acreage. This policy enhancement to the program complements previously announced compensation for hauling feed to livestock. The Livestock and Feed Hauling Assistance is retroactive for 2021 and will be available for losses in 2022 and subsequent years. Eddie Trevino, acting state executive director for the Farm Service Agency here in Texas, says this most recent program update recognizes that for some ranchers, hauling livestock to forage rather than feed to the livestock is easier and makes more sense financially. The drought on the Texas High Plains is causing cattlemen to cull their cow herds. James Hunt reports from Amarillo. As Greg Glover of Canyon examines his pastures, something's missing. We should be seeing some shoots on some grass, and we're not seeing that yet, and that's got us very uptight. We need these shoots to get going right now, so it'll want to try to grow. But with our drought expected to continue a good while longer, Glover says his family's operation will likely use their wheatledge reserves. We really think we're going to have to put a lot of our pears in the feed pens and feed them until they cows get big enough, then it's going to be the tough decision of which ones do we cull. Which ones to cull, as in which mama cows to send to town. Glover says culling in our area appears to be on the rise. I have seen at these cell barns around here in Oklahoma Panhandle, Texas Panhandle, Western Oklahoma, in the last 45, 60 days, there's been, to me, a lot of cows come but a lot of younger cows that you normally don't see, except in times like these. I know this last sale at Tulia, we took some yearlings, and I know one guy had 175 two- and three-year-old heavy-bred cows there. That just kind of the sign of the times for us out here right now. Culling cows early can mean forfeiting years of anticipated production from those animals, and Glover says can also be emotionally taxing. It's hard especially one that was born on your place, you kept them out of your placement, you've seen them for all these years, and you're kind of forced to get rid of them. And on down the road, when it's time to rebuild the herd, there can be a financial hit, as buying replacements can cost more than what you sold your cows for. I'm James Hunt on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. It seems a bit strange to talk about flooding when we're in the middle of a drought in most of Texas. But Tom Nicoletti tells us this is the time of year when spring storms can cause flash flooding. When severe weather strikes in the form of hurricanes, tornadoes, or thunderstorms, accompanied by heavy rain, highways to farm-to-market roads can easily and quickly become flooded. Meteorologist Tom Bradshaw with the National Weather Service in Fort Worth is with us again to talk more about precautions people need to take, whether in urban or rural Texas. Well, believe it or not, flash flooding is actually the number one weather-related killer in uh, in Texas, and so it's critically important that folks follow good safety practices in association with flooding. Basically, the phrase that we like to throw out to folks is turn around, don't drown. Just really avoid the temptation to drive into water or crossing roadways, particularly moving water. It really doesn't take that much water 
to actually move a vehicle off a, off a roadway and into a, an accompanying creek or a ditch. And so just the advice that we really stress to folks is to turn around, don't drown. Don't go around those barriers. Please try to take another route and try to avoid driving into water, especially water of unknown depth. What about rising water, floodwaters around structures? People are in their, in their uh, homes or businesses trying to avoid the storm, but yet uh, floodwaters are uh, uh, creeping up. Certainly, uh, when you're in, in a structure that's uh, being affected by flooding, about the only advice we can give you is to try to get as high in the structure as you possibly can and, and wait for folks to, to try to rescue you. But if you possibly get a flash flood warning in advance, which we try to do, try to leave the structure before the floodwaters affect your home or, your, or the place where you are and, and get to a safe place, get to as high ground as possible. Meteorologist Tom Bradshaw will be with us again on our next program with a final look at severe weather safety in the springtime in Texas. I'm Tom Nicoletti with the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. The lower coastal bend continues to be very dry. Harvey Buring has an update from Corpus Christi. Well, the southern and western areas of the coastal bend continue to be very dry, and that has certainly been the trend since last fall when September and October fell short by 60 to 70 percent of its normal rainfall and then continued to be drier throughout the winter months. In my area of the coastal bend, I've only had an average of five tenths to quarter inch each month. And we do desperately need rain to bring on our spring planted crops. Farmers here in the coastal bend have planted a lot of the Corn and grain sorghum, those are about 100% complete, and some of those fields came up to very good stands because they could be planted deeper. But the high winds that occurred since that planting have dried out the soils, and cotton planting has been very marginal as far as the soil moisture condition is concerned, and farmers waiting on the rainfall to return to provide better conditions or begin planting shortly before that April 15th insurance planning deadline. So many of them will have to dry plant this season in hopes of getting a rain behind the planting activities to bring that crop up to a good stand. Our cattle situation continues to be declining by each week. Supplemental feeding has been very active. Sale barn numbers are up both on calf harvest for young calves and also on cull cows. Now, hay reserves are dwindling and ranchers are making plans to adjust stocking rates in hopes of getting some rain later this spring to maintain a portion of their cattle herd. But like much of Texas, the coastal bend needs rain desperately and we need to have those rains to avoid another circumstance like the 40,000 acre wildfire that occurred on the King Ranch in Clayburg County last week. Reporting for Texas Ag Today from the Coastal Bend area, this has been Harvey Buring. Time is running out for Texas teens who are interested in attending a wildlife conservation camp this summer. I'm Jessica Domel and I'll have details coming up on Texas Ag Today. And subacute rumen acidosis is a condition to avoid in dairy cattle. Texas veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd has more on that coming up next, right here on Texas Ag Today.
Texas Farm Bureau Insurance has protected fellow Texans with auto, home, health, and life insurance since 1952. With more than 260,000 square miles of land and 27 million people, that's a lot to cover. Whether you're wrangling cattle or wrangling kids, we're proud to protect Texans in all Texan ways of life. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to get insurance for Texans by Texans. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. We're keeping you informed on everything happening in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. Subacute rumen acidosis is a condition to avoid in dairy cattle, but Dr. Bob Judd says it may be beneficial in calves. Maureen Hansen reports in Bovine Veterinarian that a low pH called acidosis in the rumen of adult dairy cows can lead to multiple issues. The rumen is the largest compartment in the adult bovine stomach and is the first portion that most food and water enters after being ingested by the cow. If acidosis or low pH occurs in this area, various conditions can occur, such as inflammation, reduced feed intake, lower milk production, rumen microflora disruption, diarrhea, lameness, rumen damage, and liver abscesses. So you can see this is a real problem in adult cows. But Ann Larman with the University of Alberta indicated that the rumen of calves is very different than adult cows. In adult cows, the pH of the rumen should not be lower than 5.8. But this low pH may not be a problem in young calves. Calf starter rations have a starch content of 30%, which would cause acidosis and a problem in mature cows, but not in calves. As highly fermented carbohydrates are digested, rumen pH drops and the concentration of volatile fatty acids increases. The volatile fatty acids increase production of a compound called butyrate, and this stimulates growth of papillae, which are long finger-like projections in the rumen to help with digestion. Forage can also increase the pH of the young rumen, so the starch in calf starter is better for rumen development than hay in these young calves. Until weaning, calves seem to be able to do well on non-fiber carbohydrate intake, but weaned calves will develop digestive upsets on this ration. So feeding free-choice starter grain and forage in young calves is healthy, even though the pH of the rumen is low. I'm Dr. Bob Judd. This is the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Time is running out for Texas teens who are interested in attending a wildlife conservation camp this summer. Jessica Domel has the details in today's Wildlife Report. Texas teens have a few more weeks to turn in their applications to attend the annual Wildlife Conservation Camp hosted by the Texas Chapter of the Wildlife Society. Bobby Alcorn, Camp Director and Wildlife Biologist for the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department, says campers have the opportunity to learn from natural resource and wildlife professionals from across Texas. He says the camp is exciting and hands-on. It allows campers to experience how everything in nature, including humans, is interconnected. We cover a lot of ground, a lot of information. We're really focused on introducing students to the natural world around them. We do a lot of uh, plant identification, try to find different wildlife species, but we go over wildlife trapping techniques. We talk about hunting as a management tool, and through that we get into a little bit of firearm safety and firearm use. We get into fishing as a uh, management tool, talk a little bit about different ways to do that, get a little experience doing some fishing. We'll talk about survey techniques, 
techniques. We'll get out there and do a little bit of habitat management techniques, maybe show you a little bit about prescribed fire. But really, we, we try to expose you to as many aspects of, of wildlife and wildlife conservation. The camp is open to students entering their sophomore, junior, or senior year in high school. This year's camp will be July 9th through the 13th in Tennessee Colony. The deadline to apply is May 1st, but don't wait until the last minute. Students must be nominated by a member of the Texas chapter of the Wildlife Society, a teacher, extension agent, local farm bureau, or other qualified individual. Details and the application are available at wildlifecamptx.org. That is wildlifecamptx.org. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Dolmel. It's time for a look at the markets. Jessica will be back with a complete look at the livestock, cotton, grain, energy, and financial markets coming up next. Keep it right here on Texas Ag Today. Wildfires swept across central and west Texas in March, burning over 86,000 acres. Fires devoured pasture land and farmland, as well as livestock, homes, barns, and equipment. The Texas Farm Bureau West Texas Wildfire Relief Fund is ready to help. Farmers and ranchers with unreimbursed agricultural losses are encouraged to apply for assistance. Monetary contributions to the fund are also being accepted. Go to texasfarmbureau.org to learn more. That's texasfarmbureau.org. We're giving you the market information you need on Texas Ag Today. Forecasted snow in the northern United States this week continues to impact our cattle markets. Live cattle on Tuesday up a dollar forty-two to one thirty-nine ninety-five. June live cattle up a dollar fifty to one thirty-six thirty. That forecast for snow and the highest number of cattle on feed since nineteen ninety-six pushed fed cattle prices higher on Tuesday. April feeder cattle up a dollar ten to one fifty-seven seventy-five. May feeder cattle up a dollar two to one sixty ninety-two. Box beef higher Tuesday, choice up 75 cents to 272.86, select up a dollar 25 to 261.54. Now let's check those livestock auctions. We're walking the pens with Larry Marble. When you hear the cattle on a Tuesday, it's time to review the success of the sale they had at Milam County this last Friday. Kenny Mingus, talk to us about price and quality. How many noses did you count? Well, it was good, Larry. Uh, we had a total of 1424. Out of that mix, we had 536 cows and 27 bulls. Let's walk the pins. On the steers, under 300, 160 to 235. Three to 400 pound steers, 147 to 210. Four to 500 pound steers, 133 to 195. And over 570 to 188. On the heifers, 143 to 210, under 300. Three to 400 pound heifers, 112 to 186. Four to 500 pound heifers, a dollar to one. 171 and over 560 to 161. Packer cows about steady from 35 to 95. Packer bulls 82 to 119. On your bread cows from 350 to 11 and a quarter and on your cow calf pairs from 450 to 1800. We don't have a sale this week? Uh, That's correct Larry. We're going to shut it down in observation of Good Friday and we'll be ready to crank back up the Friday after that and we want to wish everybody a a safe and a a blessed Easter and, and thank 
everybody for their business. Tell everybody how to get a hold of you, Kenny Mingus. You bet. Catch us at the office Monday through Wednesday at 254-697-6697. You can follow us on our webpage at milehamcountylivestockauction.com or catch us on Facebook. We will be out of the office Thursday through Sunday and be back in next Monday uh, to resume business. Neighbor looks to me like that's it for Walking the Pins here on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. I'm your host, Larry Marble. We'll see you tomorrow. Good day. April lean hogs up $1.20 to $99.62. May lean hogs up $3.25 to $112.25. April class 3 milk closed out the day Tuesday down 11 cents to $24.10, 100 weight. May class 3 milk down 12 cents to $24.81, 100 weight. We saw triple-digit gains again in the cotton markets on Tuesday. May cotton up 322 points to 138.51. October cotton up 294 points to 125.83. Analysts say that's due to drought in Texas. About 85% of the state is currently experiencing moderate or worse drought. Corn was higher at midday and for much of the day on Tuesday due to expectations that the president and the White House would expand E15 news year-round. May corn up 11 and three quarters to 776 and a quarter. July corn up 13 and three quarters to 772 and a half. May hard red wheat up 20 and three quarters to 1162 and a quarter. July hard red wheat up 21 and a quarter to 1166 and three quarters. May natural gas up a penny to 665. June natural gas up a penny as well to 673. That E15 announcement that I mentioned earlier and an announcement regarding Russia and its oil production impacted our crude oil prices on Tuesday. According to Reuters, Russian oil and gas condensate production has fallen to 2020 lows. OPEC said it would be impossible to replace that 7 million barrel per day losses that we're seeing in Russia. May crude oil up $6.22 to $100.51 a barrel. June crude oil up $6.12 to $100.04 a barrel. The Dow down 175 points to 34,132. The S&P 500 down 28 points to 4,384. The Nasdaq down 90 points to 13,321. Well, that's it for our look at the markets. And that wraps up this edition of Texas Ag Today. We hope you join us next time for the latest news in Texas agriculture. I'm Jessica Domel, and I hope to see you then. Thanks for listening to Texas Ag Today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. For more Texas Ag news and information, check out our website at texasfarmbureau.org or tfbradio.com. Texas Ag Today is a production of the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network.